Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today I want to talk to you about how do I know when I'm ready to compete again? That's something that comes up a lot in my world because I work with a lot of pregnant and postpartum athletes. I work with a lot of coaches who need to help guide some of these conversations. And it is never about a set timeline. There's a lot of generic like, oh, well, by one year postpartum, you'll be ready to compete. But going into a competition brain is a lot different than simply returning to the kind of exercise you want to do or about like rebuilding that progress and stamina and all the different variables that that we use training to help guide. But when we're talking about competition, that's a whole different realm of a brain and a physical output that athletes have to be ready for. And that's why it can be really hard to gauge that readiness. I had a conversation with a professional triathlete And it was really interesting talking with her because she was like trying to gauge expectations. Well, I know some people returned and did an Ironman at three months postpartum, but then somebody else said, no, give yourself time. And I think a lot of people don't know how to manage their own expectations for return to competition, not just return to doing your sport again or participating in fitness, but that high level of training that has to complement going into a competition. So again, that physical output but also the mental and emotional readiness. And I think that's the part that gets really ignored in the conversation of returning to that higher level performance in that competition. It's why for the majority of professional athletes I work with, I try to encourage if there's, if there is a choice involved, um, circumstances are different. If there is a choice involved to extend that return to high level performance until around a year postpartum, at least. And that's not to be a buzzkill, but that's to give themselves the time to mentally, emotionally, hormonally, and just physically rebuild that capacity and be at a place where they, their athletic readiness supports that kind of effort and output. And that is hard. It's hard because you realize at a year postpartum, you still have a baby (laughs) and your entire year and even the year prior to that of pregnancy, has been in a changed and changing body. Your sleep is unpredictable. Like there's so many different unpredictable factors, variables with the baby, variables with your own body, symptoms, et cetera, that really sort of get in the way of what athletes need, which is predictable, controlled, progressive, um, kind of like a set game plan. When there's another human involved, a baby, And when your body has been truly altered in a physiological and psychological way, we have to take those factors into consideration for what it requires 
our athletes, like for athletes to compete at that high level and to be able to go and have that confidence to show up and perform. And hey, some people can really compartmentalize. I'm typically somebody who can compartmentalize aspects of my life fairly well. But when you have strong variables that are working against you, lack of sleep, nutrition, uh, changing baby schedule, um, just temperament of the baby. And look, all the other lifestyle factors that come up in the early seasons of motherhood, that can be really hard if you're also wanting to perform at a high level. We just have to acknowledge that. It's just there they are other variables that are now part of this equation of being an athlete mom. And competition doesn't have to be returning to the Olympics or returning to the octagon or returning to um, the CrossFit games, right? It's not, it's all of these like lower levels of competition. It's competing in your local, local CrossFit competition. It's doing a 5k and wanting to beat the time that you used to, again, you're racing against yourself, or maybe it's, it is making, it's doing triathlons or maybe like, like me doing uh, jujitsu and wanting to just really test yourself at a personal level, or for some, like there's more, there's more in the line and that's maybe part of their job, what they have to do as professional athletes. But I think it's extending that conversation around no matter what level of competition it is and what, you know, what's at stake, there's still a readiness component. And typically we only look at the physical readiness and like, I have a whole business built about readiness and returning to sport and performance and all these other things through motherhood. But I think that you're not actually ready to return until so many other lifestyle factors are here to support you so that you're not going in under fueled, under sleeping, and just like not with your, not with everything there and ready for it. And the thing that an athlete needs most is to be able to trust themselves and to not have any doubts in the back of their mind. We already operate with high levels of anxiety, even really great athletes have a ton of anxiety about performance. And so there's so much work we have to do in the sports psychology realm, but they already have that. So then when we have other factors that sort of create doubt about our readiness, that's hard. And nothing creates a lot of doubt like an unpredictable baby and toddler and these early years and seasons of motherhood. And that is why there is no set timeline for returning. Our lifestyle has to complement our ability to return to the kind of fitness that we want to do, the kind of performance that we have the ability to do, what that output looks like. And, you know, your first competition back after not competing in a long time, it may suck. It may suck physically. It may suck mentally, emotionally. We might realize like, actually, my readiness is not what I thought it was. And that's okay. It is feedback, just like any other thing. But we put so many expectations on ourselves as mothers, as athletes, perform well, be able to show up, to be able to compartmentalize to all these things. And that's just not how it works anymore. When you are an athlete, mom, we have a lot of shit. We are juggling all the time, (laughs) whether we love to be the people that do it all, or by default, we just happen to be the people who do it all. We end up doing a lot, even if you have the most supportive um, system in place, a supportive partner, whatever it might be. We often are still the default of, um, and again, by choice or by circumstance, we are the default. And that can be really challenging when you have high performance, mental and physical output goals. So I think it's just something that I want to, it's a conversation we have to start having and it's front and center on my mind because I am technically five years postpartum, but I've had uh, so many events and life events and, you know, seasons where 
I have been derailed since having Chance five years ago and Kate almost 10 years ago, where you know you just gain a lot of perspective through these different seasons where we can acknowledge that, hey, during the early seasons of motherhood, that just wasn't even that wasn't even on my radar of wanting to compete. I wanted to participate in the fitness island. I wanted to keep lifting. I wanted to do my sleds. I wanted to run and do all these things. And I did, but my output was very different. It was like the nap time workouts and the, um, you know, just getting it in where I could versus something that was a lot more structured. And if we are looking to return to competition, typically a lot more structure needs to be in place. And within that structure, yes, flexibility, but that's something we learn in motherhood oftentimes when it comes to our training and adapting it to really complement what we need. So yes, even if you're working towards a performance, high performance goal, we have to have some like adaptable discipline and what that looks like, because it's not all about us anymore. We have other responsibilities that are significant responsibilities and not always ones that we can pass off and delegate. So I think that's one consideration. Um, and it's just acknowledging that like that just was not a need, interest, or priority for me in the early, early years of motherhood. And frankly, it wasn't even until chance started preschool that I even had the opportunity to consider doing something new and different and something that actually would lead me to competing again. Cause I had no interest in competing in powerlifting or triathlons or CrossFit or anything like that anymore. Like I feel very at peace with all of that being behind me. And now that I'm doing jujitsu, I signed up for that because that was the first time I could chance had started preschool. I had a three hour block where I knew I could actually make a class time. There was a lot more predictability there um, where I could have some structure and put time into learning something new without like having a baby fall over to me and interrupt my workout. So it took a while for me to even consider tapping into something new. And it was a whole year, like that white belt year. And that was, you know, so many obstacles within that time frame too. Uh, pandemic and getting my breast implants removed that derailed even that early process of discovering a new sport and fitness. And it wasn't until we moved to Idaho where I had to like lock down my um, discipline in order to create routine and create community here that I got more serious about jujitsu. I was like, I need something that will help me acclimate and help me connect with people and just help me stay disciplined during this huge transition in my life. And that's when the idea of competing got introduced to me again. And it had to be a place where I was mentally and physically ready for that. So I did a competition at the end of 20, what year are we in? End of 2022. And, and I only did it because my whole family was doing it. And I was like, okay, FOMO, I cannot get left out of this. Like I, I can compete if like everybody in my family is doing it. Um, and after that, I realized that that girl's not dead. Like that still exists inside of me, that desire to compete and to push myself um, and to train at a higher level. That's still, that fire is still there. And it's been a really interesting process seeing um, how this has unfolded for me throughout this year with what my training has looked like. And only because my lifestyle supports my training looking like that. My business is in a better place than it's ever been. I have a lot more freedom there. My kids are in school most days a week. I have the ability to train 
harder, which means I am in a season where my athletic readiness and my lifestyle readiness and my mental and emotional readiness actually supports that high of output. I could not have trained and thought about competing, honestly, at any other point in my life. It it just would not have worked for me. And that's not to say that it wouldn't work for you earlier in your seasons of motherhood based on my lifestyle, my responsibilities, all the different things I was tapped into. It just wasn't a interest or priority for me at that point in time. But I discovered a new sport. I discovered something that I enjoy doing and something that um, I'm just in the right season for it. And I recognize that that's why I'm choosing to compete is because it makes sense for the season I'm in where I do have the ability, my schedule allows for me to train a lot right now um, between kids and work, even my husband's schedule. I have the ability and I'm capitalizing on that because again, I know that that is not, um, it's not something that has gone away, even though it was repressed for a while and it wasn't even repressed in a bad way. It was, it was just different. I did not have that interest, but that doesn't mean that that girl cannot come back to life, that that inside of you, that, that thing you love, that intensity, that output, that competition, that performance that does not die. It doesn't. It might turn into something new though. And I think that's been the really cool part of being in this, of being like an athlete mom and a coach of so many different female athletes through pregnancy, postpartum and beyond where, you know, we are, I get to see these different stories and processes unfold. And I'm seeing it with myself where I never thought I'd be competing. Frankly, I never even thought I'd be doing jujitsu. And knowing that I can still feel like what I felt at 16 years old and at 21 years old of being competitive and holding myself to um, an intense training schedule and that the mentality that goes into that and just knowing like, it's not over, even if it's different, can I actually enjoy this process? And I'm opting into this. No one's making me do this. And that's also the, the great part about finding the freedom to explore competition when it's on your own terms. That is what has made it so much more special at this in this season of life than any prior season is it's like, this is truly just for me and on my own terms. No one's making me doing this or making me do this. <laughs> it's like, I'm truly opting in training on my own terms and, and competing in the, the weight that I would want to compete at and trying to do all the things I can to support the process, not just the day of the competition. And um, it for the most part (laughs) has been a pretty healthy process for me to like tap into that way of, of training again. And I think that we just have to have more conversations around it being okay to have to really embrace the seasonality of being an athlete mom, because not all seasons are going to support that kind of output or that ability or that interest. And that is fine. And it doesn't have to be over. Athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. And it will look different because it should look different through different seasons. And that's that's expected. But for some reason, we hold such high expectations for ourselves as humans. And that's the athlete brain, especially crowd. Um, We have a lot of high expectations for ourselves to look and perform and to feel the way that we think we should feel by a certain point in time. Um, and it can be really hard. So that's why we have to really embrace 
flexible um, approaches and really adaptable discipline where it's not this rigid approach to our training, to our process and to how we show up um, as an athlete, how we show up uh, in as a parent or whatever it might be. We have to juggle way more than people that than, than we did before we had kids, right? Just straight up there. It is different when you have other lives that you were responsible for. Again, even if you have a great support system, we have more variables to consider and we have to make sure that our lifestyle supports that kind of output and know that we are doing this because it actually feels good not because it is desperation, desperation to maintain and hold on to an identity um, I had made peace a long time ago that like my identity as an athlete was changing and it's continued to change. Even who I was and how I was operating two years ago is dramatically different than how I'm operating now. And we have such our ability to adapt and change and have improved approaches over time. It's such a gift, it's such a gift. And it, that's why I try to tell everyone, like, it's not over. Even if it looks different, it's not over. Can still be an athlete. You can still compete. You can still participate in the ways that you want to. Um, how and when is what will help guide that process for you. For me, I just needed time, and frankly, I needed a whole new sport to discover, and I needed to do it in a way that was on my terms, where I felt, where I feel healthy, where it is, um, where it feels like it's adding to my life instead of taking away, and that is huge because. I spent my whole first year of motherhood taking away from my motherhood experience because I was so desperately trying to hold on to who I was prior and like get back to that. And that's just not how this, it's not how this works. That's not how you athlete mom. Um, there has to be so much surrender. There has to be so much flexibility. There has to be so much adaptable discipline and um, self-reflection on what do I want? What do I need? And like, what does that actually look like? Does my lifestyle support this? Does my interests um, do, do I actually want to do this or is it adding more stress to an already stressful season? And that was a big thing. And that is why it's taken me years. And again, a whole new sport to be willing to tap into that side of myself again, where I do want to compete, where I do want to test myself and only for myself, not to be compared to others, not to be, um, not for any other reason, except to literally put myself in the arena there's so much to learn from uh, those experiences and it's going to make me a better coach. It's going to make me a better athlete. I think it's going to make me a better person in general and getting exposed to that when you have a lot more maturity than you once did when you were competing prior. Um, that's a freaking gift, man. It's such a gift. And I'm excited to compete without the, with a little bit more maturity. And that's not to say that I get it right. I don't, I've, I've had some, some interesting experiences in the last you know, month or so with my training and how I feel. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that toxic side of me is certainly isn't dead. And I really have to keep working to make sure that I'm operating from a place that is, is truly healthy and not, um, it's not going to backfire. So it's an imperfect process. You learn a lot about yourself through it, but I think there's just, you know, a couple of key lifestyle factors that determine when we're ready to tap into that side of ourselves again. And then there's also hope knowing that if you do love competing, or if you say, I never want to compete again, just never say never. <laughs> like You just never know what opportunities will come up, what you will discover about yourself, what different forms of movement and fitness that you enjoy. 
you have to stay open-minded and be willing to adapt through your sport, through your fitness, through your body and what it throws at you through different seasons, what your lifestyle allows you to do through different seasons. Do what you can with what you have where you are. It's like that. I don't, I probably didn't get that expression completely right, but you know, there were seasons where it was only nap time workouts a few days a week. There were seasons where um, it just, I've spent way more time just on business. And there were seasons where my mental health really took away from any kind of consistency with training because I couldn't be alone with my own brain. So there have been plenty of seasons that have derailed fitness in general, nevertheless competing. But we have to be willing to acknowledge that there will be seasons that take from us and there will be seasons that give that gives us more time that gives us more ability that gives us the freedom to to discover and we have to be thankful for those seasons and capitalize when we can so what i'm trying to do and i guess i just wanted to have a conversation with you all about that and i know that this doesn't apply to everybody frankly 5 years ago this probably wouldn't even applied to me either but it just goes to show that you never know where life will take you where your fitness will take you where your new interests will take you And there's so much to discover about yourself through those early seasons of motherhood and how you show up as an athlete, how you show up as a coach, how you show up as a mom who who does care about fitness, who knows that her athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. And what that looks like is an opportunity to discover a lot about yourself and your relationship with your body, your relationship with what healthy means to you in a way that's really supportive of the season that you're in. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I'd love your feedback. If you enjoy these conversations, any of the episodes, please leave a review, public review. Really appreciate it. It helps grow this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.